Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys. So my guest today has another amazing inspiring story. So regardless if you're a brand new agent, you've been in the business for a while, I think you're going to get a lot out of today's interview because my guest went from being a brand new agent to his first full year doing over $3 million in volume to where he's at today in 21, 2021, already surpassing that. So with me today, I've got Jade Rowe. Jade, welcome to the show, my friend. It's been a long time coming. Thanks, Brandon. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited to kind of walk people through your journey in real estate. So let's jump right into it. What market are you in? And, and, and give us the time frame exactly how long you've been in the business. Yeah. So I am uh, 25 years old. I'm in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, I've been, this is my third year going in, third year in real estate. I started basically in um, the beginning of 2019, just doing leasing and property management. So I actually didn't do sales my first year, basically, or nine, 10 months. And then I did sales all of 2020. And then obviously, what, five months into 2021, been doing just strictly um, buy and sell. I love it. I love it. So 25, young guy, got a great uh, career ahead of you. Uh, So let's talk about, let's kind of go back really quick. I want to see what you can remember from when you first got started in 2019, because there's a lot of learnings here Mm -hmm. for a lot of new agents, because I think a lot of people get out of the industry every year. And there's a lot of new people that enter into the industry that are very curious. What does it take to succeed? What works? What doesn't? Mm -hmm. If you remember back, you've got all these voices coming at you saying, do this, do that, all kinds of shiny objects, all kinds of distractions. Yeah. What If you can remember back, getting into the industry, you're probably 22, 23 years old. Something got you excited. You got into the business. What was maybe some of the early ahas where you were like, wow, I had no idea that the real estate business was actually like this. I thought it was like this. Do you remember any of those things? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I got into real estate because my parents are real estate investors and things like that. Um, but leasing and property management, I just tell like, I'll be straight up. Like it was a grind. I didn't make much money. I learned a ton in the, in the rental business. Um, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I didn't understand like I was, I had leads coming my way, but I understand like, I guess the quality versus quantity versus just like the real estate sales business is all about just generating leads. Um, and then when I actually started actually in sales, I definitely like felt it where it was like, holy crap, there's a ton of agents out there. How am I going to do this? Like every single person I talk to seems like they have a real estate agent. And then I'm getting, you know, these emails and phone calls and other different coaches and things like that to try to sell me on where to get leads. And it finally just, yeah, really the big aha moment was, I mean, I'm in the business of yes, selling homes hundred percent, but it's really, the, I'm in the business of generating leads. Like if you don't have leads, you're, you're kind of, you're dead. And I guess, you know, I didn't fully understand that. Like I work at Remax, Remax results and, uh, you know, they don't send us, I don't get a lead from them ever. You know, maybe I'll get something in my email once in a while from them, but it's, it's not like I just sit there and they send me the leads and I'm also on a team and our team is phenomenal. But, um, I would just say that, you know, some of the teams out there, sometimes you don't get leads and sometimes you do, but, um, what I'm blessed with is my team always said that, Hey, we're going to teach you how to actually build a business. I'm not going to just give you leads. And that was super, like just super important to me thinking back when I interviewed with two different brokerages, one was like, I'll give you all these leads. And then one of my really good friends, um, 
who's the leader of this team is like, Jade, that's awesome that they'll give you leads. But what if his business starts to dry up? Now he's not going to give you those leads anymore. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to actually build your business so it's sustainable and that you can go fish and find leads and business on your own. And then I don't, you're not having to rely on me or the other team leader to send you stuff. Love it, dude. So hold on. This was so beautifully said. You said, and I love this, and, and, and it doesn't matter if you're a Gary Keller or a Keller Williams person, but Gary said in his book, yes, we have a license to sell real estate, but we are, make no mistake about it, in the lead generation business, period, end of story. And if you don't understand that, you should not get into this business. And if you're in this business and you can't accept it, you need to get out as fast as you possibly can. Because you know, I think for a lot of people getting in the industry, especially younger people, they have no concept, Jade, of what that means. So if you have a friend who's 23, 24, you grew up with them, and they're asking you about getting into real estate, do you, do you find that it's hard to kind of shoot them straight? Because they, it's almost like they don't understand the pain that you go through. They don't understand how hard it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, yeah. I, I have a tough time sometimes like, man, it's not what you see on TV, man. It's not no. sexy. Real mm -hmm. estate's a, like a terrible, hard, extremely difficult business. And, and nobody wants to hear that when they're like, oh, I want to get into real estate. So, so how do you handle that? Yeah. So it's funny because um, all the guys on my team, um, we have a team about seven agents or maybe like 10 or something like that. But we all joke that like we hate talking about our, our work because right. actually we actually love it so much. Like we're blessed to just have an awesome team and we're all doing yeah. well and just it's super awesome. But they, everyone that talks to us only sees kind of our social media stuff, That's right. sold posts, closed posts, this stuff, awards, whatnot. Um, and they don't see us. They don't see us, you know, working the weekends, doing all these different showings, these appointments, making these phone calls, getting rejection, getting people that, you know, string you along for eight months and say, oh, sorry, my, my buddy's going to be my agent now or say, oh, sorry, like my parents are going to sell their home and I'm going to buy that home and, you know, or someone who just is super mean to you, like. They just don't see that stuff. They only see like the the awesome stuff. And there's plenty of amazing things as well as business. I mean, it's awesome when you actually get to help a first time home buyer or a seller sell their home. Like that's super rewarding. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just seeing the social media stuff about solds and closings and they don't see all of the kind of the grind. And I would just say, yeah, like I definitely, when I got into the industry, had to make sacrifices um, with just financial sacrifices, lifestyle sacrifices and um, kind of a mentality of like, this is what I love to do. And I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to get it done. Um, and have faith that whatever activity I, I do will lead to, you know, kind of some production. And that's what's kind of starting to pay off now. Yeah, it's great. And we're going to, we're going to talk, we're going to unpack that entire thing. And so to further that point, do you, do you think the industry, honestly, do you think the industry is doing a good job setting expectations for, for brand new agents and what it's really like? Or do you, or do you feel like brokers and, and uh, boards of realtors and memberships are just trying to get as many people in as possible, knowing that only a few percent are going to actually make it? Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I just think that... Um... You know, there is when I went through my real estate licensing course, you learn how to write a PA, but you really don't. I mean, I had to have my team member lead, like show me how to rewrite it when I actually got to writing a PA. So I never had, you know, you just don't get taught that you don't get a taught how to generate business. Like how That's do I right. go find business now? You just got to, you just get taught, like, here's the rules that what you have to follow and here's how to fill out this paperwork. But I can't do any of that if I don't have anybody to help buy or sell a home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just, I don't know. It's, and I feel like 
I've, I'm at a big brokerage, so I don't really talk to my broker a lot. But if you're at a, if you're interviewing small brokerages and with, you know, you actually have more contact with your broker, I definitely would say, you know, you want to go talk to them about like, how do I do this? Like, how do I find a buyer? How do I find a seller? And so that's a great point. What, what I think people need to take from this, Jade, is I think people uh, ask the question, how do I do this with the assumption of being the practitioner? How do I be a real estate agent? They're asking the wrong question. They need to ask, how do I generate leads? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you need to gen- I ask them, like not interview them about their, maybe their, I mean, obviously culture, things like that matter, but like what sort of like lead gens do you have? Or like, how are you going to teach me to find leads? Because that That's was right. what was awesome about my team is like, they laid out like, literally these are the ways that you can do, that you can find business and do, do lead generation. You can pick any which of these to do. And we're, none of us pay for any leads. We don't pay a single dime. We're not like that. We all do our separate. We all have one thing that we do really well, which is social media, which we can get into, but all the other stuff, it's like, these are our different pillars. You do any one of those, you will get business. You just have to literally put in the time and work. Yeah. And so I think just to clarify, we'll move on to, to something else. Uh, I want your, your opinion on this. When most brokerages say, hey, we've got training, what they're talking about is how to be a practitioner, how to fill out agreements, how to fill out contracts. What they don't mean is how to generate money. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And I would say like, you know, our brokerage does have really good training and they do have some lead generation training, but it's also kind of just like regular corporate training where it's like, it's good, but it's not like nitty gritty stuff of like how to actually execute it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. So let's, let's talk about, uh, lead generation and specifically social media, because this is a, a topic that I think this is highly debatable. And here's what I want to talk about. There's two approaches to generate to generating business. You can go out there, play offense and be in control and go get it. Or you can take a passive approach and do some things and wait for business to come in. Mm-hmm. There's, there's two stances here. There's an approach of like being prospecting based. And then there's, there's, there's the marketing based. Mm-hmm. And I am under the belief that if an agent's really going to win in this business, that they have to be prospecting based first, then they put in social media content later to supplement their business. But I think too many agents, Jade, are trying to avoid having conversations, making calls, doing door knocking, sending direct messages on Instagram, reaching out proactively. And they're, they're trying to take the path of least resistance, hoping people will reach out to them. What's your opinion? I would agree with that. I think, you know, my business, when I started, I definitely was, I was prospecting, but I wasn't, I was prospecting through the phone and I was prospecting through kind of open houses, things like that, doing outbound stuff, but also really kind of just waiting and seeing like what's going to happen here. And I, and you know, the, the passive marketing does, does work and hundred percent does tie into everything, but um, you can't, you can't rely on that. And I also think we always remind ourselves on the team that like we have a really good heart of like if some one of our really really good friends or somebody like you know buys a house or sells a home through someone else like for us it doesn't crush us because it's like oh why didn't they reach out to us no like i know i can pick up that phone right there and find someone who wants to probably sell that's right in the next week so that's it doesn't even matter to me and i think to be successful in this business you kind of have to like let that stuff wash over you when something like that happens so i would agree that like i started kind of on that passive approach of 
I just gonna business will come to me. I do this stuff. I do the marketing. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Which it will, but it will come slower than maybe just going right to phone calls and prospecting and then putting that on top of it and kind of putting the fuel on the fire. That's right. It's like this compounding effect. But but I think the takeaway here, at least my position and, and how I coach an agent is telling them the truth that, listen, you're going to have to put yourself into some pain. You're going to have yeah. to do some really, really difficult work every single day. You're going to have to pay the price in the beginning before you can start moving on to sexier stuff and doing events and doing all the fun stuff that you see. You're going to have to build a nice pipeline. So let's talk mm-hmm. about what we were just talking about off air. Let's talk about when you first got, got started prospecting, you said you were making five or 10 contacts a day. And then you got up to 40 contacts a day, which sometimes could take three, four hours a day. Let's talk about the difference there and then what results that led you to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I met you like last year, 2020, halfway through 2020 when COVID shut everything down. It was crazy. Yeah. And um, I started, you know, doing hundred percent, doing the, the prospecting, cold calling, those sorts of things, different pillars. And um, I was just scared about it. Like just nervous yeah. for whatever reason, you know, you're just scared and nerve nervous. And I was probably only making five, maybe 10 contacts, but mostly probably five to six, you know, just phone calls a day, outbound calls, maybe get up a couple more. Um, and these weren't follow-up calls. These were strictly just outbound new calls. And then um, saw a little bit of success, but kind of got, you know, just like, ah, oh, this isn't really working, whatever. Later on in 2020, when I started to kind of see my business slow down a little bit, I hopped back on the phone and bumped it up a little bit, not a ton, like 20, you know, 15, 20 contacts probably. And then it kind of bumped back up, got a couple more tractions, listings and opportunities. Um, but then this year I was kind of telling you kind of offline where I was feeling really burnt out with a couple of buyers that I was running, yeah. running, running around with and didn't have much going on besides that. And it made me again, realize like that stuff will come hundred percent, but I just need to like focus on making phone calls and prospecting and making the contacts. And, um, you know, I was like, none of this 10, five stuff anymore, 15, 20, even like I need to double it. Like I need to make 50 to 40 to 50 contacts a day. And, um, you know, I did that for, I made about 40, 50 contacts for probably a week and a half, not even that much time and took three listings, like, boom. Um, I had a couple other opportunities because of that. So, and, you know, I tracked my numbers. I really try to track my numbers and that, that, yielded about 86 contacts after all that work all the follow-up i don't track i mean i do track follow-up but i don't really i just track kind of new contacts yeah and i put them into a pipeline or a follow-up system that follow-up calls the follow-up calls i don't really i don't really count those for me personally i just count new contacts so all the new contacts it was 86 contacts for me to get one listing so unbelievable you uh, you deserve a round of applause because here's the thing. The other truth, Jay, that I tell agents an expectation when, when we first start working together is I tell them it's going to take you on average a hundred contacts to get one listing. You're at 86 as your skills grows, as your pipeline grows, as you start getting more referrals, that's going to go way, 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 way down. And, um, the reality is, yeah. I mean, if you really want to go out there and be in control and start taking listings, you got to start doing 30, 40, 50 contacts a day. That's going to put you in a position to have a listing opportunity every week. Mm-hmm. And so if you can continue that pace, uh, I think really, really good things will happen. And mm-hmm. the other thing, if you're only doing five or 10 contacts, it takes not only is it going to take a lot longer, but you're not running into the right prospects uh, uh, enough times where you start to actually believe it or not, get more burnt out doing less contacts because you're not finding as many wins. Would you agree? 
And I hundred percent, I feel like too, there's a part of me where I want to make more contacts and I want to have more, I feel like there's definitely, there's definitely a quality piece, but there's definitely a quantity piece where it's like, if, if one slips through the crack, that's okay. You know what I mean? Because that's I want, right. I want to find the ones that come easy almost. I don't want yeah. to find the ones that I have to call five, six, seven, eight times. Like the ones that I took, it was one or two calls. Maybe I battled for one, but the other ones were like pretty easy. A couple phone calls, meeting appointment, done deal, listing signs, sold in a weekend. You know, like I want to find more of those um, and the ones that I can't get a hold of, you know, I'm calling at different times a day. Like I'll go find someone that will actually call me back. You know, that's right. So, so that's, what's so interesting is, is I want to get your opinion on this. When I coach a new eight or not, a, not a new agent. When I just, when I'm new to coaching an agent, uh, their, their amount of contacts is so low. So this is where I give them the advice that they cannot be picky and choosy with their appointments. They have to go on a bunch of appointments. I don't care about the quality. I just want the quantity of appointments, preview appointments to be high because their contacts and their skills, Jade, are so low. Mm -hmm. Then what happens over time, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. The opposite happens. The mm -hmm. skills increase, the contacts increase. Now you can get more picky and choosy on going to high, high quality appointments using almost a scalpel where you know on the first contact whether you have a listing opportunity or not because you're a better listener now. You have higher skills. You have more confidence. Do you think you could have bypassed that and just got right to where you are now? Or do you think it was a learning process? No, I would 100% agree it was a learning process because when I first kind of did your system and was learning your approach to everything. I mean, I was just going on appointments just to yeah. get in front of sellers, like yeah, just to get in front of sellers and talk to them and understand where they're at and kind of have that sales presentation in front of them and just be a better communicator in front of them. Um, because now when I go on something like that, I mean, I've had way more previews and way more like conversations face to face with sellers. I'm not nervous. I mean, it's a little bit nervousness, but like a little bit, I'm, not yeah. near, I'm not near as nervous as I was going into those first appointments, whether they were listing appointments or just kind of your approach to preview appointments, it was still a seller that wanted to sell their home. And I was talking to them about the sales process and how to best sell their home. Yeah. And, and you know what, I'll just, and I'm, uh, uh, th this is very, this is, this is coming from, this is being very real and authentic and, and, and being honest your confidence right now versus when I met you a year ago, it is it is light years from where you were. I'm not even kidding, dude. The amount of business maturity you have, the 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 swag you have, the confidence you have. You even have longer hair now, looking great. But no, but seriously, man, your your confidence is just so much higher. And you got you only got that way. The point is this: I'm not just trying to pump your tires, although I'm being serious. The point is you only you couldn't bypass this and so many agents want to skip. I don't want to do the hard work. I don't want to pay the price. I just want to get to where Jade's at. Do you think there's any way that someone can do that or do they have to pay the price? I think you have to pay the price. I, every guy on my team who's a couple of years ahead of me doing more business than me, that's they all instilled that like you got to grind and pay the price. To, that's to it. Do. Like there'll be tons of text messages in our group saying, Hey guys, just to encourage you, like this happened, yada, yada, yada. But again, this doesn't happen if you don't like make the calls or, you know, pay the price or stay in the game and keep working, keep making relationships, keep grinding. This stuff gets easier and easier, easier over time, but you have to stay in the pocket and keep working. So true, man. There is no shortcuts, whether it's health and fitness, relationships, business, sales, there are zero shortcuts. And, and it just makes me very frustrated that 
there are marketers out there still trying to sell people and realtors specifically on shortcuts. So uh, what does your average day look like today? Like, can you walk us through what it may be an average day, average week looks like for you? Yeah. So I don't have, I'll be honest, I don't have the best schedule yet. I'm still working on that. Sure. But, um, uh, an ideal schedule or, or what I've been trying to hit is, you know, I'll get up in the morning, probably around six and work out from 6.30 to 7.30, um, come back home, make breakfast, whatever. And I'm trying to be in the office by 9, 9.30. And then I'm calling for, you know, if I'm in the office, I'm calling from nine till maybe 11.30 or nine till 11, nine till noon, if I'm having a really good day or something and don't have a ton going on, or I'm calling from 10 till 11, 10 till noon. And I do that, I do that three days a week right now. Um, and then leave the other mornings for catch up, whatnot. Um, and then my afternoons, you usually have some lunch break. And then my afternoons are either, um, you know, admin stuff, paperwork stuff, showings for buyers, appointments for sellers. Or I've had, I've also had, you know, some more days when I've gotten back on the phone from four to six. Or we've had like our teams had like pizza parties where we'll come in and call from six to eight or something like that. And I tell you what, like if I could choose, it's hard for an agent to do this, especially me. Like if I had to choose it, I think I'd probably want to prospect in the afternoon because I make so many more contacts yeah. um, in a shorter amount of time. But I just know that with scheduling and things like that and how our days get pulled in every different direction, it's just not possible all the time. So that's what I try to do in the morning. But if I had to choose like, yeah, anytime in the evening from like six to eight and I haven't, people will say like, oh, aren't they going to get mad at you since you're calling in the evening? I haven't had that many people get mad at me. They're gonna get mad at me. They're gonna get mad at me either way. So, yeah. um, calling at night, everyone's back at home from work, and they're on the TV or they're eating dinner or whatever, making dinner, and they're they'll pick up their phone. Yeah, it's so true, and that's why we try to get an agent to have at least one late night session per week because the contact rates are probably probably triple than what they are in the morning. But here's the interesting thing. You're the second agent that I that I interviewed this week, Jade, that almost said the exact same thing. So you you broke you already well, well close. You're about to break six figures already in 2021 and we just got through the first quarter that has a very similar schedule. And I think here's what's happening. Is there's there's a lot to be said for um you know, there was this like society for a long time, and you had big influencers like Gary Vee and all these people talk about uh, the grind and the hustle and the grind and the hustle. Those people are starting to back off of that a little bit. And I think what ends up happening is when you don't when you don't have as much rigidity or not or not not so much rigidness in your schedule. I think you do bad work. And you just said the same thing somebody else did that just broke six figures uh, in their first first quarter of this year, which is their biggest income so far, they're like, dude, I'm not crazy about the morning. I, I know that I could be more consistent if I just do what's natural for me instead of trying to fight that human biology. Uh, so it's just very, very interesting that that's what's happening. And so um, it sounds like that's kind of what's happening with you too, is, is not being so not beating yourself up to be so rigid. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, this is, I'm going to build this business around my life, not the other way around. No, I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, looking back at before I got into real estate and kind of was starting real estate, it was all about that, like hustle and grind, right. and that kind of hoorah. And now it's like, I mean, yeah, you're going to work hard, but like, I got to give myself grace and I got to make yeah. time for my friends and my family and my girlfriend and those sorts of things. And, um, you know, these sorts of things need to happen, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be the first to say I sleep in sometimes and work later yeah. that night and have a Saturday where I just 
don't do an open house. I'm not really doing any open houses anymore. And we'll not, I'll say I'm not going to work until one or two that day because I need to recharge and refuel and that's okay. I'm still working really hard and my business is growing. So I need to be okay with that. And like I said, just stay in the pocket and it's going to get easier and get bigger and bigger every single year. Yeah, that that that's uh that's deep because when I really start to analyze that in my brain right now, there's a lot of human psychology behind why that's probably working for guys like you. Because yeah, when when you're doing your thing and having some flexible time in your schedule, the time that you are working, you know you've got to tell yourself, I gotta focus right here and make the most of it. So there's a lot of science behind that. And that's probably why you're able to make 40 contacts in, in a day for three days in a row, because you know, like, this is all I got. And so I, I forget exactly what the study is called, but like when somebody goes on vacation, they can get so much done. And so you're the second agent who essentially said the exact same thing because you know, you're only prospecting. Are you doing Monday through Wednesday? Yeah. Because you you know you only got those three days, sounds like you're trying to make the most of the time you are in lead generation. Is that right? Yeah, and I, I absolutely. And I feel even if I have the worst week, I don't like it's just a horrible three days or horrible day. Like to me, I'm okay with that because like I might have the next week awesome three days and or true. a phenomenal day. But like you're gonna have those bad days where like this this was worthless. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I feel so much more better. I could go. If I don't have a single appointment, I could go golf or whatever the yeah. rest of the afternoon and feel totally good. Like I just put in three hours or two hours of like good grinding work that's going to build my business and or made my skills better and or made me feel more confident. Like 100%, I can go give myself that time with family or my, myself or friends. Without feeling any guilt. because Without you feeling did, any guilt, yeah. That's right, because you did the work. All right, so so let's move on. What, what lead sources are you working right now that you're finding the most success with in this crazy seller's market? For me, it's absentees. 100% Love it. Absentees. Favorite, you remember I told you that? I said your favorite yeah. lead source is going to be absentees. You won't even want to call a FISBO. Yeah. No, I actually, so I actually don't really call FISBOs anymore, but I do yep. call absentees a lot. Um, duplexes, two to four units or single family rentals. Um, the next one be circle prospecting, just sold, just listed. Um, with that stuff, it's more or less just getting them in the pipeline and building a brand around them and putting them on drip campaigns. Um, and then I'm kind of starting to, you know, go into expires maybe a little bit, but I haven't mastered that yet, but I've, I'm feel super comfortable on the phone with absentees and I feel super comfortable on the phone with, you know, just listed, just sold calls. And then now I'm maybe thinking about going into some expires, old expires and new expires. Good for but you. Absentees for, me is, absentees for me has been hundred percent like the easiest and there's not usually any much competition and that's right. You hit and you, there's less, way less emotional attachment. It's just about the yep. numbers and there's a million different reasons why someone might want to sell a rental property. So, and then like, I mean, I built relationships where like I sell one and now that lady, I have this client who's wanting to buy one from me, you know, like I sold the rental property because there were some restrictions and now she wants to buy another one. Well, I love it. Me. <laughs> now, did you, so for me, you know, my wife and I have been investing in real estate for a long time. You come from a background of real estate investing. Do you find that maybe, I don't know if you think about this or not. Do you find that you can have easier conversations with absentee owners because you can kind of speak their language? Are you finding it and you know their pain no, points better? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. I can ask them about the rent and ask them about their 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 uh, tenants, how they're managing, how they're doing with this. I mean, it's it's a way easier conversation. And I'm like, I can build credibility and say like, I have or and or owned this, and I'll and or my family owns this. So like, I know not all everyone has that, but I'm just blessed that I do have that. And they're like, oh, okay. So you do understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I'm not just an agent looking for 
something to sell. Like I absolutely am, but also like, I also want to know, like, how'd you even start your real estate business? How many units do you have? Like, why do you want to sell and why do you want to buy? What do you Makes think the market Makes total sense, dude. That's why that's your niche. And you know how they say God works in mysterious ways? Yeah. Dude, you need to rewind this interview. At the beginning, you talked about how bad uh, working with leases and rentals were in the beginning, but how much you learned. Look at how much that served you now as your number one listing lead source. It yep. is incredible. Dude, yep. I just got goosebumps 100%. 100%. coming full circle. It's 100%. like with, without doing that, you wouldn't be where you are today. And uh, it's incredible. And the absentee owner business model is so beautiful because you, it's almost like being in the car business. I think you've probably heard me talk about that before. You've got all these people with leases expiring on these properties. And so you got a massive sellerly database that just keeps turning over month after month after yep. month. And so that's really and cool. And both calls are, you know, they're kind of like just listed, just sold calls. Easy. And you also just, if they had a really good conversation, they're not ready to sell right now. Like you stay in touch with them. Like you get their contact info and stay in touch with them. And then like, they probably will reach out when they're ready to sell. That's right. That's right. Cool, man. This has been amazing. Let me ask you, uh, what, what piece of advice would you give maybe yourself if you started this business all over again? Because this advice uh, will help new realtors watching this. What would you tell Jade Rowe three years ago? Um, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I think um, I would give myself, you know, I would tell myself that I need to call more. I just need to, I just need to, to prospect more and call more and be okay with the pain and not get so, not overthink it. Like, you know, is it, is it, should I call FISBO? Should I call expired? Should I circle prospects? Should I call absentees? Like who should I call? I should just pick up the phone and call people and talk to people. And I've learned like, I, everyone's different, but like, for me, I was just a better, I feel like I was better on the phone sometimes. Um, initially, then maybe like I did a lot of open houses my first year. And if I could have rewinded, I think I would have not done as many open houses and done more on the phone, mainly because I'll be straightforward. I, I do look younger, especially before I had the, the um, long hair, I had short hair and I looked yeah. super young. And, you know, what does it matter if it's someone that's my age or a little bit older, they come in, they see a super young looking realtor. Like, yeah, they're probably going to be a little bit like, oh, who is this person? They know what they're doing. But like on the phone, they don't know what I look like. And I can sound 100% know what I'm doing professional, like, holy crap. And then they meet me and then they're like, oh, okay, well, this guy's young, knows what he's talking about. It makes more sense. So I would go back and maybe not do as many more open houses and call more um, and just, just call and just, just call. And that's, I think. I'm, not overcomplicated, right? Just, just not keep it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep it simple. And just, I think the other thing, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think the other thing that you would probably want to say is like detaching from the outcome and not being worried mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, failing in the beginning, because that's what's necessary. The learning is actually in the doing. You have to go through the pain. You have to pay the price in the beginning in order to build the confidence. You can't get around it. And I was definitely overthinking like, you know, the contact part and the follow-up right. part. And does this count as a contact? Does this not count as a yeah. contact? I mean, now it's like, Hey, this is Jay Columbus property. You got on click. That's a contact. They knew it was about your property. It, yep. was, it was like, it's that it doesn't matter black and white. Um, rather than why they didn't really get to it. Like, should have I counted <laughs> that? Did I do something wrong? I don't know. Now it's like, no, just move on. Like let's hit 40 contacts. Someone will probably want to talk to me. Yeah. It's not having creative avoidance, right? It's just doing the work and not worrying about the outcome. So dude, and then listen, I would say yeah. the last piece of advice that Please. isn't like me, the last piece of advice for any sort of just agent in the business, newer agent is 
Um, I think I feel like I've had a lot of success by just bringing energy to all of my conversations with a current client, with a potential client, with a new client, and also bringing energy in person. Um, you know, there's days where like I'm having a horrible day, but a client calls me and I take a second and then I answer the phone and I'm just very upbeat and positive and kind of encouraging. Um, I think that goes just a long way with people on the phone and in person of just showing that like you are happy, you are positive and you're encouraging, like they're going to really be attracted to that rather than, Hey, this is Jade. What's up? What do you need? Like that kind of stuff. Cause I've also called other agents that kind of like that. And I think, you know, my clients really, I think appreciate that of just my positivity and energy and enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's great advice. I mean, enthusiasm, what I tell people is when, if your best friend or your spouse saw you prospecting, making calls, they shouldn't even recognize you because of the enthusiasm and the passion you're bringing through, because it is so attractive over the phone because people aren't used to it. It's a nice pattern interrupt. So mm -hmm. dude, you got a beautiful career ahead of you. I'm really excited for you, dude. Uh, I, I think a lot of people will be thankful that you've done this interview because you will inspire people. And I'm sure you've watched other interviews on YouTube that you love too. So thank you so much for doing this. And uh, maybe no we'll problem. do this again in, uh, in a year from now. Yeah. Thanks, Brendan. I appreciate it. You got it, brother. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Take care. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.